faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies we see. Your faithfulness, Lord, unto us. We thank you for your great faithfulness, Father. Your faithfulness has seen us through another year, Father. Thank you for zero days in the hospital, Father. Thank you for food every single day this year, Father. Thank you for a loving family. Thank you for a job. Thank you for provision, Father. Thank you for keeping me safe. No accidents this year, Father. I take none of it for granted, Father. Every time I get up and every time I move, I believe it's because you move with me, Father. Your angels are encamped round about me, Father. You caused me to go to and fro safely. You've done that all year long. You've been so faithful, God. Thank you for Linked Up Church. Thank you for this building, Father. You've demonstrated your faithfulness and your never-ending love for us all year long, Father. And we're grateful for that. And so, Father, we prepare our hearts, Father, to hear, to press into a new year, Father, to receive instructions on just how to do that. Part of that, Father, is just putting our flesh under and zeroing in into your presence, Father, to get divine instructions on what to do, how to do it, and when to do it all year long. You're giving us an opportunity, Father God, to just tailor make this year exactly the way we need it to be, Father. And that is your heart for us, is that we tap into all that it is that you've already provided, Father. And so we're asking you to teach us how to do that, Father. As we spend time in your word and spend time in prayer, instruct us, Father, on what to do, how to do it, when to do it, why you want us to do it, Father. And we're going to give you all the glory for all the good that will come out of this service today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Anybody grateful for the endless love of God? Has God been faithful to anyone in 2018? Oh, that was, I don't know how good that was. I, I asked, has God been faithful to anyone in 2000? Man, if you are here today, God has been faithful to you. Because you could be in a hospital. Hello, somebody. Could be a lot of other places other than church, worshiping and praising God. So I just want you to give God your best praise right now. Just go ahead and give God your best praise for keeping you for another year. You know, everyone didn't make it into 2019, and believe it or not, there's still people who won't make it into 2019. And so I'm just thankful to be standing here today because things could have went a lot of different ways this year, but it didn't. And I give God all the glory for that. Praise God. Never take that for granted. I want you to love on someone today. Find someone close to you and just love on them, encourage them, speak life into them. Thank you, music department. Whatever is on your heart to encourage their heart, share that with them. Give them a big hug. Sometimes people just need that. Give them a smile. Whatever it is that you're led to do, uplift someone's heart today. Good morning, Linked Up Church. Good morning if you're live streaming. Man, this is my favorite time of the year. It's my I don't know, I just, I love this time of the year because I'm reflecting on 
all of my goals for 2018 and seeing where I landed on, on what my targets were and then I'm setting new goals for 2019. Prayer and fasting is my favorite thing to do. It sets up everything in my life. If it's good and it happened in my life, it happened because of prayer and fasting. There's no doubt about that, and I know that to be true of anyone just setting aside time to focus in and to hear from God. And so today I'm going to minister on the subject of Connect 21. How many of y'all are new to Linked Up Church? You're new within the last four or five months. Raise your hand. You're new to Linked Up Church. Look around this building. Wow. Glad to have you, okay? Every year we start our new year off with 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so I just want to give some insight into why we do it and some scriptural support. So in this message, we will reflect and learn how God moves powerfully in response to prayer and fasting. And my desire is that this message would give you the faith to believe God for the impossible during our Connect 21 days of prayer and fasting. All of the notes are right there on the Version Bible app. Just go to the events section, click Linked Up Church. Outline is right there, and then add your notes to it. Let's give some basic definitions. How many of y'all say you have a prayer life? Raise your hand if you believe you have a prayer life. You know, I'll never forget. I believe it's Mother Teresa. I'll get the exact quote. But you can always tell how much someone depends on God by their prayer life, Right? If a person doesn't pray a lot, they don't depend on God a lot. But you know the person who prays a lot, they depend on God a lot, right? So you can always tell a person's dependency on God by their prayer life. And so prayer, by definition, is a spiritual communion with God as the focus object of communication. It's really fellowship. It's communion. It's talking with God one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. It can involve supplication. Supplication can be written or oral for yourself or for other believers. It can involve intercession where God calls upon you to intercede or stand in the gap on behalf of someone else that's in danger, that's lost, that needs to be saved. Uh, it can involve thanksgiving, where we give God thanksgiving and glory. It can involve adoration, where we just want to spend time. I mean, it was just good sometimes to just spend time adoring God and just worshiping God. That's a form of prayer, just to get before him and tell him how great he is. Not about you today, just how great he is and how awesome and how wonderful he is. So that's some of the best prayers you can ever give, is just to not make it about you and make it all about him. And then confessing the Word of God, which you're going to see that in one of our biblical illustrations today. Best form of prayer is praying the Word of God, confessing the Word of God. Find out what God's Word says about your situation and then pray that. Don't pray the problem. Hello? Pray the solution. Don't deny the problem. Right? You acknowledge it. You know what it is. But then find out the biblical solution to it and then pray that. Well, what is fasting? Fasting, by definition, is to abstain from food in order to draw closer to God. Now, how many know if I'm not eating and I'm not praying, then I'm dieting? Or I'm detoxing? Right? But if I'm fasting, I'm fasting. That means I'm denying food, other pleasures, social media, whatever is distracting and taking up all of my time. I'm pushing those things away so that I can draw closer to God. 
right? And so I'm turning the television off, turning the social media off, pushing the food to the side. I'm abstaining from things for the purpose of drawing closer to God. Now, let's look at some biblical uh, foundation supporting text for this. Go to Matthew chapter 6. Let's read verse 17 and 18. I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Master, Matthew chapter 6, verse 17 and 18, the Passion Translation. How many of y'all have never fasted before? Raise your hand if you've never fasted before. All right, just a few people, all right? Most people have, all right, really good. Matthew chapter 6, verse 17 and 18, the Passion Translation says, when you fast. So notice, it didn't say if you fast. What does it say? So it is expected that we what? Right? And so you should pick different periods throughout the course of the year where you push things back to spend before God. It says, when you fast, just don't let it be obvious. But instead, wash your face, groom yourself, and realize that your father in the secret place is the one who is watching all that you do in secret and will continue to reward you openly. So you don't need to make announcements. You don't need to dress a certain way. I mean, you just need to do it in your private places before you and God. And what you do in private, God will make sure that everyone sees openly. Right? And so it's a private issue between me and God. It's not a public issue. It's a private issue. The public part is God showing everyone my private discipline. They get to see all the victories that he's wrought for me through my private prayer and fasting time. They get to see publicly the victories that that produced. And I'm telling you all, folks, there's some great victories in your future. I got five people in here that believe that. I'm telling you, there's some victories in your future that are so big. I'm talking about it's the stuff that you've always dreamed about. If you'll discipline yourself privately, you'll get a chance to see it openly. Go with me to Matthew chapter 9. In Matthew chapter 6, you'll see in the fifth verse, he also said, when you pray, not if you pray. So it's expected that we have a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. In Matthew chapter 9, let's read verses 14 and 15, the Passion Translation. Again, it says, the disciples of John the Baptist approached Jesus with this question. Why is it that we and the Pharisees fast regularly, but not your disciples? Look at Jesus' answer. Jesus replied, how can the sons of the bridal chamber grieve when the bridegroom is next to them? But the days of fasting will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them. So he says, when I go back to, they don't need to fast as long as they have me. But when I go back to the Father, they will fast. And so I'm telling you, folks, if you want to continue to defeat the enemy in your life, fasting has a lot to do with that. Right? Said so they will do that. My disciples will fast. Once I've been taken away from them. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Let's read that out of the Amplified. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Amplified Bible says, But without faith, it is impossible or it is not possible to walk with God and to please Him. If I don't have trust, total reliance upon the Greek word there is pistis, then I cannot walk with God and I cannot please God. It is impossible to please God without trusting God, right? How many know prayer and fasting is an indication that I trust you, God, more than trust myself, right? And so he says, without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and impossible to please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists 
and that God rewards those, watch this now, not everyone, he rewards those that earnestly and diligently seek him. Now, I read one commentary in studying this, and it just blessed my heart because you want to know what is the reward. Well, the reward is, I mean, we, we really should seek diligently after God for the rewards. I know that doesn't sound right, but that's really what he's saying here. Part of our motive to seek him earnestly and diligently and in faith is because of the reward that we, that we know comes from that. We all understand that you go to work five days a week, 40 hours a week for the reward. I don't know anyone that says, I I just want to pray fast, deny myself for nothing. Let me show you how you act if your check is two hours short. I'm painting a picture for you right now. You put in 40, but they paid you for 38. You believe the reward was 40. You're not quitting until you get the other two hours compensation. Watch this, and you'll take it as far as you need to take it. I want to encourage somebody's heart today. The reward is the manifestation of what you seek him diligently about. What you come to him in faith about and what you seek him earnestly and diligently about, the reward is that you actually walk in it. How many of y'all ready to be debt free? Come on, how many are ready to have your body healed once and for all? How many of you know there's effort that needs to be put into that on your part? How many of there's a diligence that needs to be present on your part? And the reward is you get to walk in what you trusted him for and what you earnestly and diligently sought him about. I'm claiming that land over there. All 33 acres. That's our reward. Strip mall. Am I pointing right? Strip mall. That's our reward. How many of y'all can see your reward? Get a, get a, come on, I want to paint a picture. Get an image of your reward right now. Whatever it is, get it in your mind. Come on, get it, whatever. It might be a business. Come on, it might be getting married. It may be the restoration of a relationship. Get an image of the reward that you want to seek God for. Get an image of it in your mind. Now, the proof of the desire for that will be in your pursuit of it. Listen very carefully. If you go after that more than you go after God, you'll miss it. Listen to the paradigm shift. You already have the reward. Now pursue God. Are you all listening? Come on, somebody give God a real good amen on that one right there. Let's look at four reasons why. I want to answer the why question behind 21 days, okay? And the Lord just gave me a great way to do that. I want to answer the why question behind the 21 days. I'm declaring that some of you all will walk in the greatest reward of your life in 2019. 
I got two people. I, I said, I'm declaring that for many of you, you will walk in the greatest reward of your life in 2019. But watch this. Not because of anything other than you pursued it through faith, diligence. You wanted it. And so you went for it. I don't want it to be another year like every other year. Right? And it will be if we do the same thing we did last year. I said it's insanity to expect different results doing the same thing. Hello? Let me answer this why question. Four reasons why you should participate in Connect 21. Number one, prayer and fasting brings breakthrough. How many of y'all need a breakthrough? Come on, raise your hand. How many of y'all need a breakthrough? Come on, let's read Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 through 21. New King James Version. Prayer and fasting brings breakthrough. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Then Jesus answered and said, now he's going to tell you why they couldn't heal him. Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? I mean, no, that's really a response of like, what? Like unbelief, like they couldn't heal him? What? They've been with me this whole time. They've been going to church for how long? And they couldn't get healed or they couldn't heal. Hello. And he showed you why. Faithless. So you remember what Hebrews eleven six 6 said. He that comes to God must believe that he what? And that he is a? Of them that what? For without what? It's what? It's what? It's what? It's what? It's what? not possible to please him. So they couldn't get it done because they didn't believe they could get it done. Right? Let's keep reading. So he answers the question. Then Jesus said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? How long do I need to put up with you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to him privately and they said, how come a brother couldn't cast him out? Right? Isn't this what they're doing? Help, help a sister out. How, how come we couldn't get the job done? And then watch what he answered. You need to pay attention to these things. They asked why and he answered. So Jesus said to them, because of your which means disbelief. How I many know oh, you can be with Jesus and not even believe in Jesus? How I many know oh, you can come to church and not believe a word of what he said? Sit there the whole time and never get anything out of it because of disbelief. They're the disciples. They're with him. They're traveling. They're seeing miracles every single day, and they still don't believe. 
So he answers the question because of your disbelief, your unbelief. For surely I say to you, then he goes right back to faith. If you'll have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. You will say to cancer, move from here to there. You will say to lack, move from here to there. You will say to diabetes, move from here to there. You will say to depression, move from here to there. You will say to oppression, move from here to there. Watch this. And it will move. And nothing will be impossible to you. Come on, folks, turn your dish to the All Things Are Possible Network. It's on channel 1197. If you believe anything is possible to you, you can get a house paid off in less than one year. You can get healed from any sickness or disease that's trying to attach itself to your body. You can get married. You can have a marriage restored. You can start a business. You can build the best business in the entire state of Georgia. You can do whatever you want to do if you believe. And if I've got five believers in here today, will you give God your best praise right now? Just five. All, all I need is five right now. Come on, folks. We've got to wake up out of our sleep. The devil is a real devil. He's keeping us broke. He's keeping us sick. He's keeping us in bondage. And it's time for us to do something about it. And it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, 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 he said, I'm not done yet. However, this kind does not go out except but by what? He didn't say one or the other, did he? What did he say? Did he just say prayer? No. Did he just say fasting? No. He said what? Prayer. See, some things you're dealing with, folks, prayer alone won't get the job done. You can't spend more time on social media than you do with God. Hello? So prayer and fasting brings breakthrough. Number two, prayer and fasting opens doors of opportunity. Nehemiah chapter 1. This is where I learned the Acts prayer from. This is where they modeled the Acts prayer from. It's from this text. I'll give you a little, back, little backdrop here just to save a little time. Nehemiah has been captured. He's with a Persian king called Xerius. And they bring him word about the condition of Jerusalem and the wall. And it really breaks Nehemiah's heart to know that the condition of Jerusalem and that the people have been scattered. And of course, if it really breaks your heart that is brought back to him. Let's pick it up at verse 3, Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 3. And they said to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down, and the gates are burned with fire. Now, you know, when you experience disaster, you're going to really in that moment figure out where you are with God. 
whenever calamity strikes, whenever disaster comes, you're going to know right there in that moment what your relationship is like with God. Based off of your response, if you go to complaining, you go to blaming God, you go to calling everybody else but God. So notice his response after he finds out that Jerusalem is all scattered and broken down and the gate is burned to fire. Verse 4, so when I heard these words and I sat down and I wept and I mourned for many days, I was what? I was what? I was what? And what? Before who? See, folks, that's your response to whatever you're going through. It's fasting and praying. Um, devil can't have your children. Come on, I'm, I'm, come on. Come on, instead of talking about them, let's fast and pray for them. Instead of talking about how bad they are and what they're doing, let's fast and pray for them. Come on, the devil can't have your marriage. Come on, the devil can't keep you single for the rest of your life. Come on, devil can't keep you sick. Devil can't keep you unemployed. Come on, the devil can't keep your bills from being paid. If your response is, I'm getting ready to set some time before God to get the answers that I need to get where I need to go. So, oh Lord, I pray, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. Let your servant prosper or have success this day. I pray and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, King Xerius, for I was the king's cupbearer, which was the king of Persia. So he's praying to God to have success and favor under a pagan king. How I many know God will use ungodly people to help you accomplish his will in the earth? Come on, he'll use a president, he'll use a vice president, he'll use an ungodly person to help you fulfill his will and purpose in his life. They will tell you, I don't know why I'm promoting you, I don't know why I'm giving you this opportunity, I don't like you or your God, but I know I'm supposed to do this for you. Come on, somebody. God will use the ungodly to help you fulfill his will and purpose in the earth. And then Nehemiah goes on to pray. I want you to take time to read it on your own in verses 5 through 10. And you'll see right away he begins to adore God. Never come to God with your problems. Come with God. Come to God with how big he is, not how big your problems are. Don't come with, to God with, you see what situation I'm in. Of course he sees what situation you're in. You see what situation you're in. But come to God telling him how big he is, how awesome he is, how great he is, how much bigger he is than the problem that you're going through. God, you are awesome. You're the creator of heaven and earth and everything in it. What's, there's nothing too difficult for you, God, and you, through you, all things are. Go to him adoring him. In that prayer, you'll see him begin to not deny the condition of the people of, of Israel, but acknowledge it and say that we're in this situation because we moved away from your will, your plan, and your purpose in our life. I mean, that's true for all of us today. When we experience lack and we go through things, it's because we moved away from God. God did not move away from us. And Nehemiah begins to plan that you would bring us all the way back if we were scattered because of our disobedience. You would bring us back and give us back the land 
land and rebuild the wall and protect us. And he begins to submit that prayer before God and give God thanksgiving for it. And look, drop down to verse 11 of this prayer. Verse 11 says, oh, Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. And let your servants prosper or have success this day. And I pray and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. And if you go on to read the rest of Nehemiah, not only did God give him favor with that pagan king, but Nehemiah was responsible for rebuilding the wall, rebuilding the city of Jerusalem, causing all of the people of God to come back. God gave him success because of that prayer. And that prayer started out with him what? Praying and fasting. Never ever say that one person can't do something great. One person matters with God. Believe it or not, all he needs is one person. Read Noah, read Genesis chapter 6. The Bible says that the earth was filled with all evil and every man only considered to do evil continually. And the scripture says that it grieved God that he made man. And then he said, I'm going to destroy every man that's living upon the earth. But the scripture says, but Noah found grace in his sight because Noah obeyed God. Noah changed the world. Never ever say that your part doesn't matter. You just got to figure out what your part is. Hello, somebody. But your part matters. Linked Up Church will never be what it's supposed to be until you do your part. Don't be problem-possessed. Be solution-driven. So easy to point and look at what's wrong. Usually the same person that's pointing and looking at what's wrong is the one that God's calling to fix what's wrong. So easy to do all that other stuff, to quit, to run, to divide. But it takes character to supply and to add, to bring your increase, to make something whole. I mean, I can't do this by myself. Can I share something with you? I want to win the whole city of Powder Springs. Thank you for the enthusiasm on this side of the room. Folks, I want to own every piece of land that's for sale in the entire city of Powder Springs. Folks, I want to help more people than any other church in the United States of America. And I want to go for it. I want to build a, I want to have a warehouse with, with stuff for days in there. Cars, clothes, refrigerators. I want, to help. I want to be the most influential church in America, not based off of size, but based off of effectiveness. I'm dreaming, folks, and I know it starts with prayer. In fact, I don't want you to be able to drive anywhere in this city and not see our impact. Man, I wish I had somebody to encourage me today. I'm talking about everywhere you turn, Linked Up owns that, 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 Linked Up owns that. 
linked up on that. Come on, will somebody help? Come on, don't, 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 come on, don't tell me I can't dream. Come on, don't tell me I can't dream. Because with God, all things are possible. I'm tired of church. I'm ready to be the church. Hello. Hello. I don't want to come to church another day in my life and not leave church desiring to impact my neighborhood, my job, my community. Come on, folks. Let's make a difference. Nehemiah believed he could. And his response was to set aside some time to pray and to fast. And so God granted him success by allowing him to build that wall and cause God's people to come back. Folks, God placed us here to build something so that his people could come back. I'm ready to. Anybody else ready? Come on, keep telling me what I can't do. Come on, keep looking at me like that. Just come on, keep not believing. All it's doing is motivating. Keep looking at me like that. I'm going to really give you something to look at. When you drive around here and see everything that I just said. Come on, keep looking. Keep looking at me like that. I like that. Well, because I'm putting the pressure on God. I'm not putting any pressure on me. I know what God wants to get done in here. Come on, all he needs is some willing, obedient people who will push that plate back. Come on, somebody. Set aside some time to zero in on him. God will give them success in whatever it is that they come to him about. Come on, I'm declaring big rewards. Big rewards in this building. Watching online. Big rewards are coming into your life if you'll set aside the time to seek God diligently and earnestly. What you do in private, the whole world's going to see openly. You don't know it, but they said we couldn't do this. They said, they said, they always have something to say. But I'm here to tell you, if God is on your side, it doesn't matter what they say. It only matters what he says. And he said you're the head and not the tail. He said you're above only and not beneath. He said you're more than a conqueror through him who loves you. He said you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. He said there's nothing impossible to you. And if you believe that today, I'm just, I want to see the devil run in stark terror. I want to see the devil so upset right now. Come on, if you believe that, go ahead. Come on, let's give God right there on that. Come on, give him your best praise right now. Come on, let's, let's take over. Let's do something for God. Number three, prayer brings, prayer and fasting brings new seasons. How many of y'all are ready for a new season in your life? Come on, I mean, honestly, how many of y'all are ready for a new season? This is a new season for me, right? I don't know if you all know it or not, but this is actually my first time pastoring. I was not the pastor in the other situation. I was the manager. It's just the truth. I've been pastoring for almost five years. 
And so really it's been five years of learning on the job. I've done a lot of stuff well. There's a lot of stuff I still need to grow in. But guess what? I'll take all of it. Because it takes that to get where God needs you to go. I didn't really realize what I didn't know because I had never pastored before. I mean, that's not pastoring when somebody's telling you what to minister. The whole calendar. It's not coming from your heart. Who, what to do, when to do it, how to do it. That's not pastoring. I'm excited now that I'm free to pastor. Come on, anybody else? I'm excited, right? I'm getting ready to show you the biggest mistakes I made. I'm getting ready to show them to you from the Word of God. You ready for this? Biggest mistakes I've made pastoring my first five years, I'm getting ready to show them to you. That's why I know it's getting ready to be a a great new season, because I won't make these mistakes again. How many of you learn from your mistakes, you grow from your mistakes? Look at Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Of course, after 40 days of prayer and fasting, then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out throughout all the surrounding regions. And so, after 40 days of prayer and fasting, Jesus launches out into his ministry. Right? Never start a business, never start a ministry, never start anything, never enter into a new season of your life without first taking time to pray and fast. Hello, somebody, before you launch out. Hello. Before you launch out, how many of y'all can look back over your life and say, I launched out and then I prayed and fasted? Come on, anybody here willing to be honest? Right, yes. And then you get out there and you're like, whoa, I should have stopped first, right? Then we're trying to pray and fast. Now we're trying to build a house in the middle of a store. Pray and fast first and then launch out. See, I didn't, this was thrust on me. I didn't have time to do anything. And I wasn't even healthy when all this happened. Let me show you another verse. Go to Acts chapter 13. I didn't even ask for it. It asked for me. I said no. But God said yes. Some of the best things you're called to do, folks, is the stuff you don't want to do. I'm preaching better than somebody saying amen here. Then that's why you keep fighting it so hard. That's why you keep, and the only thing that's going to get you your breakthrough is prayer and fasting. That's why you keep fighting it so hard. Spirit of God ministering to anybody in this room? That's why you keep fighting it so hard. You know what he's leading you to do. You know it, but your flesh doesn't want to do it. Ready for this next verse? Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, which means black, Lucius of Cyrene, Manan, who had brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. 
And when they, and as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, ministering to the Lord can be praise and worship, it can be prayer, but you're noticing they're doing two things here. They're ministering to the Lord and they're fasting. Anytime you minister to the Lord and you fast, how many know the Holy Spirit is going to speak? Never trust voices if you know you haven't been praying. Man, listen, we can go home right there on that note. Come on, we can, we can close the doors right now and just go home. Amen. Alert, never ever trust voices if you know you have not been spending time in prayer. Because whatever the Holy Spirit is getting ready to say, you can find in the Word of God. The Word and the Spirit will always agree. They never disagree. So as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, what? Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away. One of the biggest mistakes I made, folks, was I didn't take enough time to get away. And I should have. But, of course, that's water under the bridge. Going forward, though, you never hire people without spending enough time. And the Lord is showing me this. I was just helping people. That's really all it was. That's all I was helping people. But were they the right people that were called? And the only one that knows that is the Holy Ghost. And usually cream rises to the top. The two things that should always happen, the Holy Ghost shows the leader, but he confirms it with the individual. And the both of them together know what God said. When you got two people who know what God said, neither one of them can be moved off of their assignment. All of the rest of the stuff, Holy Ghost say. But I'm growing. Stretch your hands towards me right now and just pray for me for about 30 seconds. Go ahead, pray for me. Because I need it. Every leader needs a lot of prayer. Come on, pray for me right now. Come on, ask the Lord to give me insight and discernment and wisdom. Discipline in my prayer life, fasting life. Choose leaders that, that Holy Ghost said. Choose people to serve that the Holy Ghost said. Be slow to lay hands on people, Pastor Gregory. Be slow to do that and set them in position. Be slow to do that. But be fast to pray, fast to fast. Hear what the Holy Ghost is saying first. Hallelujah. How many of y'all are employers in here? How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? If you take enough time, you'll get the right situations every time. That's the new Pastor Gregory. That's the growing Pastor Gregory. Hallelujah. 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 But I don't regret any of that because it takes all of it to grow. Right? Right? And I'm in there too, folks. An inexperienced leader makes a lot of mistakes. Right? 
You ain't experienced because you don't have experience. Watch this. The only way to get experience is to go through something. That's right. Yes. Right? But wisdom will tell you go through it and grow through it. Don't let the people pull you back and cause you to live there for the rest of your life. See, people will say, well, you did this to me back in 1989. Well, you did this to me back in 19. Now, people won't let you grow past. But you've got to learn how to keep going. How many of y'all ready for a new season? Come on, I said, how many of y'all ready for a new season? I asked the question, how many of y'all are ready for a new season? It's going to start with prayer and fasting. Last one, and we'll close for the day. Prayer and fasting gives us spiritual insight and defeats the enemy. Why do we do 21 days? What's the purpose and the significance of 21 days? Where did the 21 days come from? What, what 21 days? How many of you know we should never do anything just to be doing it? Go with me to Daniel chapter 10. Where did the 21 days come from? Prayer and fasting gives us spiritual insight and it defeats the enemy. Come on, anybody ready for some new insight into your life? Come on, anybody ready to really know the true nature of what's going on in your life? Come on, anybody really ready to understand why I'm in the situation that I'm in? God give you the insight so you know how to get out of it. Come on, anybody ready for the enemy to be defeated in your life once and for all and to never return again in that area? Daniel chapter 10, verse 1. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, whose name is called Belshazzar. The message was true, but the appointed time was long. And he understood the message and had understanding of the vision. Watch this now. In those days, I, Daniel, was in mourning for how long? What is three full weeks? How many days? 21 days equals what? Listen to me, folks. We're not talking about 19 days here. We're not talking about 15 days here. We're talking about a 21-day commitment. Don't shortchange yourself. Whatever commitment you put before God, discipline yourself for 21 days. If you miss it, don't beat yourself up. Get up and get right back in. And pick right back up where you left off at. But don't plan to miss it. And in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. And he's going to explain to you what that mourning looked like. I ate no pleasant food. Right? And so for some of us, 21 days of Christmas anyway. Come on, 21 days of no sweets, no dainties. That's a good thing. That's good for our bodies. So he ate no pleasant food, no meat. Or wine came into his mouth. Nor did I anoint myself at all. Now that one, I don't believe God's asking us to do. He didn't bathe for 21 days. We can omit that one. Don't take it that far. Come on, somebody better say amen to that. Say, I will. Take a bath. And a shower for 21 straight days. Now shout about it, glory to <laughs> So we're not going to add that one to it, right? Watch this. Now there's important words here. Till the whole weeks, three weeks were fulfilled. Everybody clear? 
whatever you dedicate, dedicate it for the whole three weeks. If you don't want half of a reward, then don't give half of an effort. If you don't want a, a quarter of your reward, then don't give a quarter of effort. If you want the whole reward, then give the whole effort. I got news for you. God does not change you. You change you. And how many of y'all ready for some change? All right. Drop down to verse 10 through 14. After this 21 days, suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. So now you see in his posture while praying was on his knees and on the palms of his hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. See, in order to stand upright means that I must have been kneeling down. Right? And sometimes, folks, we just got to get away and lay out prostrate and get down on our knees. Come on, somebody. Hands on the ground. Just go for it. Touched him. He stood up upright. For I have now been sent to you. For he was speaking this word to me, and I stood trembling. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. I mean, you know, every time you pray, God hears your word. But also every time you pray, you pray, warfare takes place. And so angels, enemy angels are sent to stand against that prayer. Hello, somebody. And to war against that prayer ever coming to pass in your life. And if you don't have the diligence to pray all the way through, and give your angels enough time to war against. We quit too early sometimes and never walk in the manifestation of Because we didn't understand the warfare that came along with it. Listen to me. And the greater, that you, the greater that you want, the greater you go after, the greater the warfare. If you all knew the warfare behind this building, you wouldn't want no parts of this. And we had to... He's sitting right here. We had to pray this all the way through. We had an inspector that was just messing with us. He would come in here and do this. Whoop, that step is a quarter of an inch too large. Shave that down. Re re redo that. Quarter of an inch. This is one-sixteenth of an inch. This is cement. Stage with rails on it. Then he'd come back like two days before the grand opening. Now I want the rail to have a bar on it. What is that going to do? Am I right or wrong? Then he'd go up to those stairs on the risers with a ruler, each one. With a gauge. Each one. Hmm? After we had shaved them, help me out. After we had shaved them and modified them already two other times. 
This is just a few of the stories. You all don't know, a crowd was standing out there, and we have no occupancy permit 90 minutes before the, we're getting ready to say, welcome home. We, I almost had to come out and say, go back home. There will be no grand opening today. Do you all understand what I'm telling you? So I literally had to tuck myself back in the office and warfare. You see the devil coming after your kids, you better know what to do. Anybody listening to me in here today? Folks, this is not a game. From the day Daniel set himself to pray, enemy forces set themselves against that prayer. Let's keep reading. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia, notice that word there, withstood means to come against me for how many days? For how many days? How many days did he set his faith to pray? For 21 days. How many days did the enemy withstand him? See, folks, a lot of people just don't have the stamina, spiritual stamina, to understand what's going on. That's why you got to be careful who you let in your ear when, when times like this. Are. You'd be surprised, folks. I had to literally remove myself. Couldn't tell a whole lot of people anything. So they didn't start. You know what they're going to do. Then they're going to feed the crowds. Then mass hysteria is going to happen. Did you hear? I heard we might not even have a grand opening. 21 days of prayer, 21 days the enemy was studying. But I'm just glad we got bigger angels. Come on, I, I said I'm just glad we have bigger angels. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I have been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. Folks, I don't care what enemy opposition comes up against you. The greater one is on your side. His angels are bigger than your enemy angels, and they will always defeat your enemy every time if you can stay in there the entire four weeks to get the victory and the reward that God has for you. I want to ask Linked Up Church and everyone watching online, are you all ready to do battle? Come on, I didn't like that response. Are you all ready to do battle? Come on, I want a better response. Are you all ready to do battle for 21 days? Well, come on, let's give a victory shout before we even get started. Come on, open up your mouths and give God glory. God, you can count on us. We'll be your hands, we'll be your mouth, we'll be your feet. We'll be everything you need us to be in the earth. And we'll take that assignment seriously, Father. And we'll battle cause us to come out victorious on the other side. So let's lift our hands to the Father. Everyone stand to your feet. Let's lift our hands to the Father. I want to pray for every heart in here right now. Every heart in here under the sound and authority of my voice. 
You know more about what's going on in your life than anyone else does. God's getting ready to open up 21 days, a window for you to do something about it. And I really want you to search your heart. And I want you to take your life as serious as the enemy is trying to destroy you. And just think about that for a minute. Let that sink in. You have opposition that's withstanding against everything you're trying to accomplish. Take your life as serious as the opposition that's coming against it. Knowing that the outcome will always be that you win. And so now while you're in that attitude of prayer today, I have three invitations I want to give. This is between you and God. No one else in this room. This is your moment. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if you don't have a relationship with God the Father through His Son, if you've never confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, if you've never done that and believed that God raised Him from the grave, if you've never done that, I want to pray with and for you today. You're a person in this room. You are not saved. A window is opening up for you right now for you to give your life to Christ. Secondarily, you might say, Pastor, I'm already saved, but I've just gotten away from God. I just didn't have the perseverance to keep fighting all the way through. I just let the world pull me right back out there. But I heard enough today, and I know I need to come back home. I need to rededicate. I need to come back to Christ. If that's you, I want to pray with and for you today. And finally, if you don't have a church home, but you believe God has led you to linked up church, my wife and I, this staff, we'll pray for you every single day of our lives. And every time you come in this building, our goal is to make sure that you get the Word of God and the Word of God only. I had a quote here in my conclusion, and that quote reads, Nothing great is ever achieved without sacrifice and commitment. If it's great, it's going to require sacrifice. But there's another key word there. It's going to require commitment. So you have a choice today to make the right decision and commit to something greater than yourself that will take you places that you can't take yourself. So now while every head is bowed, every eye is closed in prayer, no one moving, no one talking unless you've been assigned to do so. If you want to give your life to Christ today, if you want to come back to Christ, or if you want to join Linked Up Church, I want to pray for you, but I only know that you desire my prayers by the lifting up of your hand. So if you want prayer on any one of those three invitations, would you shoot your hand up in the air right now? Lift it up and keep it up as high as you possibly can. God bless you, young man. God bless you, young man. God bless this.